Hello everyone, this is Deb McBride and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. Today is Sunday the 16th of February 2020 and I am in lovely Escazú, Costa Rica. And we are looking at two events today. So just today alone before we even get into the rest of the week. So the first one is Mercury Retrograde, which is about to happen any minute as I am recording this. And Mercury is retrograding. It is stationing at 12 degrees Pisces, where it has been since Thursday, and will stay at that degree until this coming Wednesday, and then it'll start to really notice that it moves backwards or from our vantage point, apparently moving backwards. So Mercury retrograde in Pisces is an interesting thing because anytime Mercury goes retrograde, it is asking us to re-something, re-evaluate, reassess, rewire, reconnect, rethink, revisit something. Wherever Pisces, 12 degrees Pisces, falls in our astrological charts. Now, Mercury is not in its favorite sign in Pisces, as I've mentioned before and probably last week, that Mercury really likes to be in Virgo. And Mercury in Virgo is at its best because it rules the sign. And then this is the opposite sign where it's in Pisces. And it's not entirely comfortable. So we need to use a separate set of parameters for dealing with Mercury in this position. Mercury is going to be retrograde until about the 9th of March, but it will go back into Aquarius for those last few days. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I did speak of it a couple of weeks ago. But right now we're focused on Mercury at 12 degrees of Pisces. Now, if you have a planet at 12 degrees Pisces or you have planets anywhere 12 degrees mutable, which is Pisces, Virgo, Gemini, Sagittarius, you're going to feel this particular. And I mentioned on Instagram the other day when I did a video about this that if you are a person born in 1963, 1964, then you are someone who's probably going to feel this quite a bit because that's where Uranus and Pluto were as they were uh, in Virgo then. So you're going to get triggered with Mercury opposite Uranus Pluto. So you, if you were born in those years, want to look at some transformative things that could be happening in your life right now. So, uh, in any event, what we really need to look at is what happens when Mercury goes into Pisces and stays there. Um, One of the things we want to address is the fact that Pisces is a water sign, and it's the last sign of the zodiac, and it is particularly sensitive. Since it is particularly sensitive, it means that we are dealing with realms that are not tangible. And so when we are dealing with the intangibles, we are looking at Mercury from another perspective, more from the psychic, the metaphysical, the intuitive, the creative, the imaginative, uh, the understanding that Mercury is not something we're going to hold in our hand right now, that Mercury's message, that Mercury's instincts, that Mercury's intuitive messages that we are getting are all really, really um, not coming from a familiar or direct place. So you may start having dreams that are profoundly, profoundly affecting you. Uh, you might have some really great creative ideas that you have to work out on paper. 
you may have some instincts, intuitions, things that are coming in symbolic form and you have to be able to read them. So imagine this, you're reading an oracle and it's giving you information and you have to find the hidden meaning in things. So this is what Mercury Retrograde in Pisces is all about, finding the hidden meaning, finding what's beyond the door, finding something that does not seem obvious. If there's synchronicities happening, good. That's going to help you read what's going on. If there are things that are not necessarily tangible, but you keep getting messages over and over, good. That means you got to pay attention and listen. And this is one of those times when we get to listen. Because Mercury's in a water sign and it's an intuitive place. And the best thing to do is to get silent and go within and connect. Because that's Mercury's job right now with us. So Mercury's been in Pisces for, you know, a little while now. But really slowed down in this last week. And really has been asking us to go within, to go deeper. And maybe find reasons for something and maybe understand something cognitively maybe not maybe just to go in explore get the feeling and shift whatever we need to shift I get the sense that this is an important time I get the sense that this is an important transit so we have to allow it to show it show us what we need to be shown we need to be shown something profoundly deep that's not tangible or necessarily looks like it's in reality to us and so with that we go forward into this realm of the unknown and Pisces often represents the unknown it's the watery realms it's the psychic realms it's you don't know what you're going to find when you go there so you have to trust and this is where faith comes in because trust and faith and those kinds of things that Pisces rules are handy to have right now when Mercury that you know Mercury in retrograde is often a little chaotic so here we are it's a chaotic kind of thing and what we're looking at is uh, we're being asked to have faith to trust to go into the unknown with a certain amount of faith and be really, really um, uh, open. And open is probably the best word because, you know, you don't want to... People go into the unknown with trepidation. They, they don't really understand what the unknown has to show them or it has to do with their life. People like things safe, you know, which is going to be the other thing we're going to talk about today. Um, people like safety. People like to get up in the morning and know that, you know, the coffee's going to be ready and et cetera, et cetera. And they know how to get to work and what's going to happen. They like some predictable things. However, this is a time when we have to embrace the unpredictable. And you have to find that exciting. I find that exciting, but I'm an astrologer. <laughs> If you don't find this exciting, then you have to like at least be able to take a step back and reassess something in your life. Um, if you're willing, you can go into the unknown and you know sit with it in meditation, uh, do a ritual, uh, say a prayer every night, 
do a chant. This is a really good time to do chanting. And do something that you are aspiring towards or inspired by. This is a great time to get inspired. So what the ideal here is to get inspired to look within. And like I said, people like things predictable. So sometimes going within means we have to embrace the unknown and people don't like that because it's not predictable. But I advise that it's always good to embrace something that's unfamiliar, unknown, because we can learn something from it. We can taste something new. We can, like, what would it be like if you never went to a new restaurant? <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a, just a basic example. So you got to kind of allow your mind to go into the unknown, do some journaling, look at your dreams, see if they say anything to you. If Mercury is giving you a message, if you keep seeing things over and over again, read them. It's a sign. It means something. You have to pay attention. So that's that's where we're standing right now. We're on really on the precipice of Mercury retrograde. And Mercury stopped, and Mercury has been stopped since Thursday at 12 degrees. And it's going to be still at this degree for the next few days. So technically, psychologically, we may not feel like we're going anywhere, but we're actually like going into the unknown realms. And the challenge is to find that exciting and dive into it and allow yourself to go there. Allow it to happen to you. Release it. Don't try to control it. It's not going to work. So just go, okay, you know, universe, I'm yours. Divine consciousness, I'm yours. <laughs> show me something. Ask it to show you something. And if you have trouble with faith and you have trouble with belief and you have trouble with trust, then you need to be very um, you know, you need to kind of take a step back and, and ask yourself maybe why you have difficulties with those things. So that's, that's a place to go. The next thing is that Mars has entered Capricorn as of this morning, Eastern time. So Mars went into Capricorn for the first time in two years. Last time was 2018. And Mars in Capricorn is um, intense sometimes. And this time it's going to be really intense, but we're going to talk about that one step at a time. Mars likes Capricorn. Mars is an ambitious planet. It's a fiery planet. Even though Capricorn is an Earth sign, it's ambitious. It wants tangible results. And so this is what I was talking about when I mentioned security. Capricornian types like tangible results. They want to know where things are going. They want to be able to count on stuff. They're based on Saturn. Mars going there excites things a little bit, but Mars going there is ambitious. Right now with Mercury retrograde, maybe not so many tangible results. The first thing Mars is going to do is Mars is going to touch the south node, but not yet. So Mars is only at zero Capricorn, which is the cardinal axis, and which does not give us a lot of you know, it's, it's, it's the cardinal axis. It gives us some insight into, you know, some things that are, uh, global and connected to the collective and, and it's not really entirely personal. We're going to start feeling more personal things as the days go on. Um, first of all, 
one day this week, the moon is going to go into Capricorn. And that's uh, really on Tuesday. And when the moon, the moon is going to conjunct Mars on Tuesday. So then we're going to have Mars, moon, south node, Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn all in a line in Capricorn. So this is going to be a fun week. Um, When we get into this like massive amount of planets, we call this a stellium in Capricorn. We start to recognize where our ambitions are, where we need to do things. But the funny thing about all of this, and although Capricorn and Pisces do are compatible, we're, we're going to try to do something and Mercury is going to probably foul it up. So you got to take this one foot in front of the other, one step at a time, and don't worry. Just do what you can do and be proud of yourself and be, have gratitude every step of the way that you get something accomplished. <laughs> so uh, as we progress through the next several days, Mars is going to go to the south node, but not right away. It'll get there about the 25th, Tuesday the 25th, um, and Mars on the south node can be a little irritable. South node is where we have old habits. South node is where old habits die hard. Mars is going to kind of tickle those. The last time we had a significant planet going over, it was Jupiter. You know, we also had Mercury and stuff. We have those things going over. But really, we really want to pay attention to this because Mars likes Capricorn. And it you have to be careful then in those days up until including and maybe the day after February 25th, which is Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday. And if you if you feel you want to get angry, you might want to reconsider that. You might want to read, first of all, Mercury's going to be retrograde. (laughs) And Mercury and Sun are going to be conjunct on the 25th. But we don't have to worry about that yet. That's not until next week. So when the 25th comes and Mars is on the south node, we have to consider that Mars is really um, giving us a message. And Mars is telling us something. Mars is giving us the ability to discern what's important, what's not important. What's going to, like if you're getting hot under the collar with Mars on the south node, you want to really assess that, reassess that. Remember Mercury's in retrograde. So one of the things that's going to continue to happen is that Mars is going to progress through Capricorn and it's going to hit all those other planets. So eventually it's going to go to Jupiter. Then it's going to go to Pluto. Then it's going to go to Saturn. And it hasn't done this, you know, Pluto in a couple of years. And that Mars Pluto two years ago was a little biting for some people, a little rough. And so we're going to prepare for that. We don't have to worry about that for a few weeks yet because that's at the end. But I'm just bracing you now because when Mars starts this transit, Mars it's Mars is where we get hot under the collar. Mars is where we want to lash out. Mars is where we want to slam the door in our own foot. <laughs> and Or leg is, is Capricorn. Um, and shoot ourselves in the foot, maybe. 
And so we have to be very careful because it's impulsive. And even though it's in an earth sign, it can be really ambitious there, or it can be really um, a little biting. So we want to um, take our time, especially with Mercury retrograde, and assess what we're doing. We don't want to dive into anything. We don't want to be uh, rash about anything. We want to be really careful about how we proceed with what's going on with Mars. Now, in the next few days, it's going to make a very nice relationship to Uranus. So that's great. You know, it's going to, Mars and Uranus, sometimes they get together in their little, you know, explosive. But they're making a nice transit together. And so there's a, there's a good feeling. There's a good connection. There's a good... Uh, dialogue between Mars and Uranus. So we can do something brilliant in these next days. We can have an epiphany in these next few days. Um, I would recommend taking your energy in that direction, you know, doing something creative to, to encourage an epiphany. Um, while this is happening, though, Mars is also going to, while it's making a nice relationship to Uranus, it's going to be making a rough relationship to Chiron. And Chiron is... You know, we talked about Chiron the other day because Venus was with Chiron. And Chiron is really the wounded one. And it's really not a simple aspect, Mars to Chiron. You know, it could be something that's very healing on a certain level. But it's like, you know, you may have to get cut in order to understand the healing. So there may be a little bit of a lesson in being uh, wounded, but there may be a really good experience that comes out of it, some wisdom that comes out of it. Remember, Mars is in its in, a, in its good place, and it's also talking to Chiron that's going to be in that is in Mars's own sign. So there is an interesting dynamic going on there, and that's going to be more along the, the 21st, which is Friday. So we're going to get this nice trine to Uranus on Friday, the 21st, and we're going to get this nice uh, like dialogue between Mars and Uranus, and they're, they're going to be talking about brilliant ideas and ambitious motives and all sorts of good stuff like that. And then there's going to be at simultaneously this Chiron that steps into this circle and has a dialogue and is not entirely, uh, it's not, it, Chiron is, we got to be careful with Chiron because it's a bit of a sticky wicket. It's, it's a case of, you know, getting a little bit uh, scraped in the process. And so, hmm, we just need to pay attention and not allow ourselves to get scraped or or learn from getting scraped you know you might get beat up a little bit in the process it's all right we got it we got to get through this um you know where the wound is it might be a little sensitive so just be aware of that as we draw to the end of the week in the meantime um you know again i bring up mercury retrograde because it's going to cause us to go back and think about it and think about what's really happening with mars and, you know, we reassess everything along the way. 
So while Mars is in an ambitious place, um, Mercury is sort of in a sleepy place. And while they are kind of working together, they are, they're kind of going towards each other now because Mars is going in the direction forward and Mercury is coming back. And they are going to have um, a nice relationship um, on the 26th. But that's, again, that's not for a little while yet. So we we need to just pay, pay attention and be conscious of what's happening and what, what's happening, what we're being told, and what we need to pay attention to. Now, with so many planets in Earth, so many planets in Earth, you know, this is, this is a signal to all of us because Earth, Earth signs are ambitious, as I've said. Earth signs want us to, like, be secure, be settled, make money, have a roof over our head. But there's another thing. It's Earth, you know. And what does Earth represent? Well, it represents planet Earth. And so what's on planet Earth? People, <laughs> animals, plants, rivers, oceans. But what I'm getting at is that Earth inspires nature. And so when we have so many planets in Earth, uh, the message we're getting is, you know, if you feel lost at all in this, if you feel that maybe Mercury retrograde, which is a water sign, um, is confusing you, the thing is to go look at the earth. The thing is to go spend time on the earth. Go spend time in nature. We have a lot of earth happening in the sky right now. There's, you know, Uranus is in Taurus and it's going to be there for the next seven years. We've got Pluto in Capricorn since 2008. It's going to be there for another bunch of years. And Saturn and Pluto have been together, and now Jupiter and Pluto are going to get together soon. And they're really only about five degrees apart right now, Jupiter and Pluto. And so this is, we're, we're really looking at this con major conjunction of, you know, Jupiter coming to Pluto. Pluto's still only three degrees away from Saturn. This is, this is a major, major aspect in Earth. So... What part of your chart contains Capricorn? What is it the ambitious part? Is it the 10th house of your career? Do you need to like, you know, make partner at your law firm or do you need to start your own business? What is that about? Or is it fourth house for you where maybe it's talking about, you know, planting your feet firmly on the ground someplace and finding your real home? Or is it really talking to you about you know, what's in your heart? Is it in your fifth house? And so I'm advising people to go out and experience, even if it's freezing where you are right now, experience something in nature because there's so much earth right now. And this week we're going to have the moon and earth as well. So all this earth is asking us to pay attention to the earth. There's messages in the earth for us. Go out to the park, go out to the garden, sit and be with it buy yourself a new plant um do something earthbound not just money but think about what's and not just practicality think about what the earth means to you and what nature means to you we all come from nature nature has a consciousness we have to pay attention to it so it's really important for each of us to sort of establish that at this time 
Now, what else is going on this week? The sun is leaving Aquarius and it's entering Pisces late Tuesday night Eastern time. So we're going to say goodbye to Aquarius, which is an analytical air sign and hello to Pisces, which here we are again, is a watery intuitive sign. It is a 12th house sign. It's the last sign of the Zodiac. So we are one month away from starting the Zodiac all over again, where the sun goes into the sign of the ram and is exalted and the spring comes in the northern hemisphere and we feel refreshed. So this is really the hibernation month. Um, even though we're past midwinter in the northern hemisphere, we are really starting to experience the end of words and the beginning of feelings. Now, again, these are the last degrees of Aquarius. In these next couple of days, Mercury is going to come back to the last degrees of Aquarius. So before Mercury went into Pisces on the 3rd of February, it was in Aquarius. So this, it was slowing down. So these last couple of degrees of Aquarius are important. Remember what happened to you in the early part of February. Look at what's happening right now in these next couple of days. Think about what's going to happen around, you know, that 9th, 10th, 11th of March when Mercury stations and goes forward at the end of Aquarius. There's something important for you happening and there's a message in it. And so not to rehash something over and over again, hopefully, but to revisit something and, and understand the layers of what's going on and why it's important and what might have happened then and what's happening now and what could potentially happen in early March. Um, there's layers to all of this. So there's something that you need to be aware of. Some message happening at the end of Aquarius, beginning of Pisces, that we're, it's getting triggered again right now. So this, whatever you experienced a couple of weeks ago, you might be feeling something about it right now. And it might be surfacing in a way that hmm, might be reminding you of two weeks ago and maybe something not entirely, uh, not entirely wonderful happened or maybe something really wonderful happened. But whatever it was, there's, there's something to do with words and clarity and, and dialogue and analysis. So what you have to experience is you have to experience um, the last degrees of Aquarius. You need to like sort of remember what happened and just feel, feel the feelings and see what's, what's really going on. When we go into Pisces on Tuesday, this is a sign of compassion, a sign of empathy, a sign of uh, healing, a sign of visual techniques and visual qualities, a sign of being fooled sometimes. Um, but also really, you know, this is why clarity is important in these next few days. Mercury's, Mercury's not clear, or it's going to show us something to give us some clarity. And, you know, the sun is going to go into Pisces on Tuesday, and we are asked again to listen, to intuit, to trust, to have faith, to go into the inner realms, and not necessarily be all analytical okay so we're leaving the analysis behind and we're going into the intuitive realms now what's going to happen on thursday is jupiter which talked to neptune all last year 
in a square is now going to talk to Neptune in a sextile. So this is an important aspect. Jupiter is going to sextile Neptune just a little before 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Thursday the 20th. Again, intuitive realms. Jupiter and Neptune are buddies because before Neptune was discovered, Jupiter ruled Pisces. So here we are with, again, this Piscean energy. There is a message. There's an intuitive thing happening for each and every one of us. As Jupiter draws near the sextile, the smooth aspect to Neptune, we're again being given a message. We're again being asked to look inside, to go inward, to go to the the psychic realms, to go into an intuitive realm. Now, if you're a kind of person that doesn't do that, then you need to just kind of experience and pay, be conscious in your life. If you don't like to delve into the unknown, you need to just pay attention to what life's telling you right now. But for those of us like me or other astrologers out there or other astrology fans out there, it's important to pay attention and go within. These are some really important aspects because Jupiter is expansiveness and Neptune is, you know, it may be the unknown, but it's space and it's, it's opening to space. And this is, this is also about opening our hearts. So Jupiter is going to speak sweetly to Neptune in these next couple of days. And so we're getting ready for that. And Mars is going to speak sweetly to Uranus. I think the 20th and the 21st could be some really important special days, especially if you're willing to dive into the unconscious a bit and dive into the watery realms and dive into th things that are not on the surface of life. Okay? So, and dive into your own brilliance and your own genius and your own, um, the own, your own qualities of you know, ambition, because Mars is in Capricorn, but also dive into the own qualities of, of um, what you're capable of. What brilliance do you have? What, learn things about yourself this week, because Mercury encourages us to kind of go back and reassess. And then we have these lovely aspects happening that are really important. Um, so while all of that's going on, you know, the, the dialogue is really powerful and profound and maybe you'll be doing some creative project with someone maybe you'll be working out some interesting uh, projects that you've been working on for a while maybe you're doing deep healing work maybe you're doing deep meditative work maybe you're just you know enjoying time with another person that you haven't talked to in a long time and you're connecting with someone in a really positive beautiful way so the new moon is next sunday it's also it's it's also in Pisces. <laughs> so the moon is going to be in Pisces with the sun in Pisces. There's so much Piscean energy we are completely being asked to go within. When the moon happens on the 23rd, you remember we're going to have, you know, the, there's going to be this cluster of planets in Capricorn and then this cluster of planets in Pisces. And the new moon happens very close to Mercury, which is going to be retrograde. So, pay big attention to this. Um, the other thing is Jupiter and Venus are going to be talking to each other. Venus will square Jupiter that day on the 23rd. That's next Sunday. And that's Venus in Aries and talking to Jupiter in Capricorn. And then right after that, Venus is going to start going down 
the the lineup in Capricorn and talking to those other planets, but not quite yet. So we'll get to that. It's we've got several days of some amazing, amazing, intuitive, revealing, powerful aspects. Use them. Use them to learn something new, to go into outer realms, to do something different. So it's exciting. Okay. And other than that, the moon is void on Tuesday, 4.03 a.m. until 5.30 in the morning. This is Eastern time. Not a big deal. It's in Capricorn. Then after that, it's in Capricorn all day on Wednesday because uh, it's been in Sag all weekend. It's, uh, it's in Capricorn again on Thursday, and then it goes void at 8, 8, uh, sorry, 9.18 a.m. I'm thinking of my time is 8.18 a.m. Um, and it gets out of void, leaves Capricorn, goes into Aquarius at 2.42 p.m. on the 20th. So we got a couple of, we got some void hours there, you know, mid-morning to up until mid-afternoon. So you know what to do. Just keep on keeping on. Then we go to um, the Aquarius moon stays there all day Friday and goes void late that night, 11.08 p.m. Eastern time. And <laughs> the thing is with the void moon on uh, 11.08 p.m. Eastern time on the 21st, that the moon is going to be void all day in Aquarius on Saturday. So it's void. This is one long void moon. So it's from 11.08 p.m. Eastern time on Friday till all day, Saturday, all 24 hours, Saturday, until 1.37 a.m., when it goes into Pisces on Sunday. So Saturday, do some cool Aquarius things. Read some books on science. Go see a science fiction film. Just have a good time with Aquarius Moon. Um, do things that are a little out of the ordinary and fun. But just have a good time on Saturday. That's all. No, no new projects on Saturday. <laughs> um, a great time to do healing work. Okay, and then we get ready for the new moon, which is at 10.32 a.m. on Sunday. So we'll talk about doing a, a ritual for the new moon. Stay tuned to my Instagram, The Golden Astrologer. Stay tuned to my Twitter, which is at Deb Astrology. My website, The Golden Astrologer, where you may book an appointment with me or buy an astrocartography report or get my year ahead video, which talks about everything we're going to have this year, all the way till the end of December when we've got exciting things coming up all year. So, thegoldenastrologer.com. I'm Deb McBride, and I thank you for listening. Have a beautiful week and use these beautiful aspects to your advantage. Enjoy.